forgotten stretch of hell. A deadly journey is about to begin. The cargo, the most dangerous substance on Earth. We're setting a trap, Charlie, and you are the bait. I have to go with you. No way in the world, son. The enemy, killers, terrorists who will stop at nothing. Thunder Run. It's drive or die. Hey everybody, it's the Cannon Cruisers. I'm JD. And I'm disappointed. And we're talking about a movie called Thunder Run from 1986. And as you can imagine, it wasn't that thunderific, for lack of a better term. I guess you could say that lightning didn't strike and thunder didn't roll. No, it didn't. So, Randy, what movie is Thunder Run? So, yes, 1986 Thunder Run, directed by, in his first, in his directorial debut, Gary Hudson. Yes. A, um, originally he's a stunt coordinator, like a stuntman, uh, starring, um, Forrest Tucker and John Ireland. Everybody else doesn't really matter to the plot. Not really. Cast. They kind of disappeared about the 45-minute mark. Written by Charles Davis and Carol Hare. And... The most important thing to mention about this film is that it's the final theatrical role of Forrest Tucker. Yeah. Beloved Forrest Tucker. A lot of uh, older actors, these were their last movies done in the 80s before they uh, they passed on. And then Mr. Forrest Tucker is no exception to that rule. Yeah, just, he's, just trivia a bit here. Mm-hmm. His final role was yeah. for a TV movie called Time Stalkers in 1987. Mm-hmm. And then that's it. But this was his final film role. And with that said... Do you want to talk about the plot of the movie, Randy? With that said, JD, <laughs> how about you tell these glorious people the plot of the film? plot of the movie is that uh, the government wants to transport plutonium and terrorists want to take the plutonium. And we have to spend 45 minutes having nothing to do with that plot. And then all of a sudden they go out in their truck to deliver the plutonium and they get chased. Then they deliver the plutonium and that's the end of the movie. Plutonium. Yeah, did I say it enough times? Because Plutonium. Yeah, that's pretty much the entire film. And as you can imagine, with a plot that long, you'd imagine a movie be pretty brief. With with a plot worthy of Shakespeare, Plutonium. Yeah. What was your impression of this film? My impression of the film is that nothing happens for 45 minutes of the movie. Nothing happens. Nothing matters. Nothing happens. Nothing goes anywhere. And we're just sitting there watching nothing happening. That's my basic impression of the movie. That's my life. That's, yeah. Yeah, okay. What was that? What was your impression? Was it like mine? Well, seeing as my name is no longer Randy after seeing this movie, I'm now disappointed. Mm-hmm. This movie was boring. It's oh my god. Switch. It's a bait this... and switch. So we've just watched Thunder Run. Who's mm-hmm. tagline? We know I love taglines for movies. Mm-hmm. It's The tagline is... For 200 miles, yeah. the action never stops. That is a lie. Do you want to know how much that's a lie? Because the poster shows a jump of a truck going over a train tracks, which is, you know, okay, a normal... The big, the big stunt this movie is apparently known for. Action sequence, all right. But you know when that stunt actually occurs in the movie? Over an hour into it. This is an hour and 26 long. Which actually does kind of make sense minutes. in a way because that's supposed to be the big stunt of the movie. And even then... The stunt's not crazy. It's crazy impressive. So, so just to clarify, it's like, you think, oh, it's jumping over a train. You're thinking it's jumping over a large train. Mm-hmm. No, it literally went up a ramp. Mm-hmm. It wasn't the full 18-wheeler either. Nope. It went up the ramp, jumped over a flatbed, so it maybe would have been about three feet off the ground. Mm-hmm. And it not, it, 
and went over it. And that's it. Yeah. it. That wasn't impressive. Maybe it was impressive for 1986, but that doesn't save a whole movie, just having a scene like that. And as I said, the problem is it took an hour to get into the movie, because the first 45 minutes of the movie are nothing happening. Would you say that's the low light of the film, is that nothing happens? The first for the 45 of the minutes, I'm going to just straight out say, should have been completely excised from the movie. There's no purpose for any of it. It adds nothing. Well, JD, mm-hmm. how many times did it say, can we just stop watching this and walk away? Yeah, but I had to see where it was Everything is bad about this movie. Mm-hmm. The acting, other than Forrest Tucker, mm-hmm. is bad. The delivery for most of the lines, I will give you an example of how a lot of them talked. Yeah. They delivered their lines in the most stiff way possible. Yeah, basically everything the about... The script does, doesn't do contractions for some reason. <laughs> um, no, it doesn't. And as I said, it should have been cut. I'm almost positive this movie was originally about 20 minutes long and they decided, oh wait, we have to have an actual theatrical length movie it's, here. It's like they've said, okay, we're gonna, these are the stunts we want to have. Okay, let's film it. Mm-hmm. Oh crap, we only have 45 minutes <laughs> because in this movie. Because what they added in the movie... Is, doesn't play into anything else that happens later on. It's completely superfluous. And we're saying that it's like, oh crap, we need to be a certain length to be theatrical. It goes to show that the movie literally had a limited run in June of 1986. Yeah. And its grand total, grossing total in the U.S. is the same as its opening weekend. So I'm assuming it was open for one weekend. Yeah. And that was like $145,000 and some change. Yeah, they could... I got, I'm honestly puzzled as to how this is a cult classic. I mean, maybe if you saw it for the first time in 86 and you've never seen this type of a movie, but even then, the first 45 minutes just kills anything you could possibly like It's about the it. Eddie and the Cruiser syndrome. It's like it's uh, was on TV enough like yeah. in the 80s and the early 90s that you're going to see a lot of it, and then you're, you're, a lot of the times you would be seeing the back half of it. And I'm not saying Eddie and the Cruisers is a bad movie. It's one of my favorite movies. Yeah. But it's that same situation of you've seen this movie enough, and you... you you Stockholm Syndrome start liking the movie because you're seeing it on TV so much. That's true. But Canon uh, usually made a lot of their, their, their bank on VHS rentals and uh, releases, but this one would have to be television because I can't see anybody uh, going to I can't this. find the budget for the movie other than the saying that it was yeah. extremely low budget. It would have to be, especially considering, as I said, the first 45 minutes... Just feels like they were recording people living normal lives not, in not, a small not town. Not to insult the writers, it's like they it's like they don't know how to plot a script. They don't know how mm-hmm. to write dialogue. Yeah, the directing it's his directorial debut, and he can, comes from more of a stunt thing. So even the stunts weren't shown off that great. Mm-hmm. The special effects were ridiculous because it's apparently this movie is a sci-fi movie. But I'll, I'll I'll get to that in a second. Yeah, it's uh, basically sci-fi for what three seconds. Yes, it delivers the best line in the movie. Yes, and yeah, just. This, yeah. this is all... The whole movie is a low light, more or less. Yeah. Would... Highlights of the movie, though, also dovetails with... <laughs> the uh, best lines best of the line movie. The best line of the movie. Yeah. Um, My for fr- some reason, we don't know why this is happening in the movie at all, because we gave up and stopped <laughs> paying attention at some point, but they're trying to find an access code to a nuclear base where they're supposed to be delivering the plutonium mm-hmm. to them. And there's this long bit of them constantly, constantly cutting back to hackers, ha- ha- kid, his friends, the kids' friends who are hacking into the defense whatevers, mm-hmm. and they finally get the password. They get it, and they the thing drops for a second, and they go through. Yeah, the gate. And suddenly so the, the gate opens just enough. They go through. The bad guy hits it, kaboom, yeah. and dies in a really funny way, which I think probably one of JD's things. It but is. then it goes through. 
a tunnel and it, there's for some reason there's lasers like mm-hmm. like really ridiculous lasers yeah and then when they get out the place. they get to the guy that hired them to do the job and he goes oh i'm sorry for the laser tunnel sorry about the laser tunnel that is his delivery in his voice. I'm sorry about the laser tunnel. Like, would you ever expect to hear a line like that in a trucking movie? Sorry about the la- Oh, you're forgetting the other line that that's, that makes it sci-fi. It's, uh, yeah. what's the windshield made of? Space age polymers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this, uh, this movie, I can't sorry, lie. Space age plastic. I can't lie, lie and say I didn't, I didn't laugh a couple of times in this movie because I did. One of the one of the times was the first time. Your highlight, yeah. They jumped over the track and they're being chased by a guy in a, was it a, a beetle or something? Yeah, they're driving freaking Herbie the love bugs in this <laughs> yeah. movie. And he has missiles on top of the car because, you know, why not? And he's chasing after and he made and the truck makes the jump, so he's following up, he's gonna make the jump. Goes, oh, this will be easy! Oh, if he can make it, I can make it too. And he goes up the jump he goes, and then he, he goes up the jump and he spins in the area and lands right on the roof and the missile blows up. He goes, ah! And the worst part is is the only way I could make this jump on my bike. I would have landed on the train first and popped up, but me, a morbidly obese man, would have been able to make this jump on a bike. It made me laugh so hard. So this, this guy stupid. had to have screwed up his jump so badly. <laughs> it's impossible to screw it up in the way he did, but he managed it. That's one of JD's highlights. Yeah. The next one I know exactly what it is. <laughs> the is other I one. call him Mr. No Seatbelt. Yeah, it's because it happens twice in the movie. They're being chased by the bad guy in the big in the big. Uh, we don't know his name. We no. don't know anything about him because we stopped caring at some point. Yeah, and they're chasing up behind and. The, the good guys drop the trailer right right behind them and the guy literally slams into it from behind and he flies out of his seat and cracks into the windshield. Should have broke his neck, basically. There's blood everywhere. Yeah. And then it blows up. Yeah. And yet he appears later on. In the, the, truck, the truck looks worse for wear and he's like, and just to point out, I had to rewind the jump because JD was not paying attention. He was reading. And I yep. had to rewind for that scene because I'm like, no, you got to check this stupidity out. I had to rewind because that's how little he was paying attention at this point. Because nothing was happening. I walked away at some point and made a snack. Yeah, there's nothing happening for most of the movie. But like I said, the funniness of those those scenes were just was just too much. And then the guy, like I said, comes back later on in the movie. And he's he, he got better. His broken neck must have just gotten better. You know, like the face is all bloody, though. And he seems to have gone a little bit revenge crazy. And then, and then when we just said before, With when the he, they lower the gate and he hits the gate afterwards... He flies out of the seat again, and this time he goes through the windshield, and it blows up, and he dies. Apparently, he still didn't learn his lesson, and he still didn't put on his seatbelt. This movie is so And before, ridiculous. it's like, I'm going to have to re- research that. It's like, do large, like, 18-wheelers not have seatbelts for the driver? Is that what it is? No, they had them in the other in the other truck. Okay, they yeah. just didn't have it. He I just wasn't sure. didn't wear it. I wasn't sure. So with that, well, it's like, we know the best line is... Oh, sorry about the laser tunnel. <laughs> but the, just so you know that he gets a punch in the face for saying that to them. So, so that, that was worth it. Uh, it's great. Oh, and man. with that, yeah, that's what would you it. score this masterpiece of American cinema, JD? This masterpiece of American cinema. Let's see. I'll have to think about this one. I mean, on the one hand, it's a one out of five. There you go. It's a one out of five. There. Happy. So on one hand, it's better than the apple, but on, on the other hand, we I, had to think about: is it better than the apple? <laughs> look, I can't, I can't excuse the fact that it took forty-five minutes for me to have any sort of fun with this movie, where I had to act, finally laughed at something. 
I had some sort of emotional response. That's and unacceptable. Then, and the fact okay. that I had to actually prod him going, no, check out this stupidity. I actually had to wait 45 minutes for literally anything to happen that did anything for me. And that's unacceptable in any movie, no matter what it is. It's the fact that I was ready to say, like, we're just shutting this off now. We're not going to watch it. It's a waste of my time. It's a one. It's like this would be a zero alongside the Apple if we were doing zeros. Because mm-hmm. this movie is just that bad. This yep. is arguably one of the worst movies we have watched. And to be completely fair to the Apple, I was entertained throughout it wasn't for good reasons mind you and i didn't like a lot of what i saw but things were still happening this doesn't have any sort of excuse keep in mind that that the apple's the one i walked out of the podcast at the end of yeah the (laughs) apple's a terrible movie with no redeeming factors other than a song that makes me laugh every time i hear it but this one to take 45 minutes to get any sort of reaction as somebody is inexcusable for a movie it doesn't matter how bad it is It, it there's no, there's no coming back from that. And, and it's the lack of actually caring about any of these characters, any of the motivations. Because like, none of it matters. None of it ultimately matters to the overall story. It's 45 minutes of nothing that has nothing to do with anything that happens later. It's You can't do that with a movie. You can't, you can't do that. And it's even worse for JD right now because he was adamant that I find this movie. Because this movie was hard to find. Yes, I Extremely was... Extremely hard. He's like, no, we have to have Thunder Run. We don't have enough episodes. We I'm didn't. like, no, we do have enough episodes. We have just enough episodes. The no, we need was, it. The I was sold on this being a weird trucker movie, action movie. And that's not what it is at all. And I don't know who watched oh, but this you, movie. You missed the part with the flamethrowers coming out of the truck and killing people on a bike. Or how about the part where they're dropping Molotov cocktails out of the back of the truck? Yeah, which took, as I said, 45 minutes to get to. That's over half the movie. That's unacceptable. Uh, no, this movie is a one. This movie deserves less. But we don't, we don't do less. <laughs> yeah. This movie is bad. It's this is, good. like I said, one of the worst movies I have seen out of the canon oeuvre. And it's... And it's, going... I, and it's like I said, it's like I'm not going to fight you people who, who think that this is a cult classic. I'm like, going to actually ask you to please comment on why you think that, just like I did with I the know. Apple, because I'd like to know exactly no, what about it's like, it. I, I'm, I, it's like, you know what, you, you found your enjoyment. You probably, your, your enjoyment is probably going to last 45 minutes, but that's, it's not for me. And right at, as of this movie, we're at the point where every time I see the words cult classic, <laughs> I get a shiver up my spine saying, is this, oh my God, might this one be good? I am wondering myself. But with that, we finally reached the end of this episode. and we're Which just, ran a lot longer than we thought it was going to. And we're just going to pretend it never happened because we really don't want to talk about this movie anymore. Oh no, I'll bring it up every single time JD gets about adamant about, no, we need to see this one movie. We have to find it, even though it's super hard to find. That's, and then I will go, that's probably, Thunder Run. That's probably not going to happen again, to be quite honest. All right, everybody. We'll see you next time when we continue our cruise of the Canon Catalog. See ya. And I'm Randy. Plutonium. And I'm JD. We're Canon Films, and we're Dynamite.